Let's have church. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 18. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Welcome to the Reaching Forward podcast. Let's pray. Father, help us to reach forward for your glory, for your goodness, and for your blessings this holiday season. Bless this message. Let it bring grace and a, and a blessing to the hearers in Christ's name. Amen. A four-year-old boy was asked to return thanks or give thanks before Christmas dinner. The family members bowed their heads in expectations. He began his prayer, thanking God for all his friends naming them one by one. Then he thanked God for mommy, for daddy, for his brother, for his sister, for grandpa, for grandma, and all his aunts and all his uncles. Then he began to thank God for the food. He gave thanks for the turkey, the dressing, the fruit salad, the cranberry sauce, the pies, the cakes, even the Cool Whip. But then he paused and everyone waited and waited. After a long silence, the young fellow looked up at his mother and kind of sheepishly asked, If I thank God for the broccoli, won't he know that I'm lying? I would like to preach on the thought of a message, just everything. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I remember listening to a podcast and like you're listening to one now. And I think it was about a gentleman who is working to change his life. It might have been in the physical fitness realm. I'm not sure. But uh, in he, he was asked basically, or, or he asked, what do I need to change? The answer <laughs> Just everything. And I thought, wow, that would be a great message title. But really, that's what the Apostle Paul is saying. In everything, give thanks. When I was a young married man, my wife realized that I put ranch dressing on everything. I wouldn't even try the food. I would just kind of put ranch dressing on it. And let me tell you, ranch dressing really is good on just about everything. My wife would say, just try it first. But I'd put the ranch dressing all over it, just on everything. Well, I don't do that anymore. I'm a little bit older, and she really cooks well, so you don't need to do the single man ranch dressing covering, which covers a multitude of sins, but she cooks well, so I don't need to do that anymore. Uh, God really says, Take that Thanksgiving like I had ranch dressing and just put it on everything. In everything, give thanks. God has an attitude for us. And in everything we start, you see that 1 Thessalonians was the first of Paul's many epistles. An epistle is a letter. And Paul's letters make up about half of the books of the New Testament. You have... Uh, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, this letter, 1st Thessalonians, 2nd Thessalonians, 1st Timothy, 2nd Timothy, Titus, 
Philemon and myself, along with a lot of other people, believe, although it's not expressly stated, that Paul authored the book of Hebrews. Fourteen letters, about half of the New Testament, Paul had something to say. And in this was no, this was the first, uh, many agree that this was the first of Paul's letters as far as the date that he wrote it. So it's interesting to know in the first things that you write, that you pen to the churches, what would you say? Well, very first uh, chapter in the second verse, he said, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. Many of us, as I read in our, kind of our joke in the beginning, we pray before we eat at the beginning You pray before you go out to work. You pray before you have something that's going to go crazy. But he reminds them in in 1 Thessalonians, Paul reminded that young church in Thessalonica. It It was an opportunity for him to confirm the disciples that had given their life to Christ. Tell them the fundamental truths about serving God and exhort them to continue to serve God. He reminds them of their salvation. He reminds them that Jesus is coming back. He sorts out some things about the the second coming of Christ and the rapture of the church that people kind of get messed up. You can read it. It's a very short letter. But just start everything. Just everything that you start, start it with thanksgiving. Why? Because thanksgiving is what? It's giving. In everything, give thanks. And by its nature, when you're giving thanks, it's a beginning. Not really, preacher, but yes, really. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38, our Lord Jesus said, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Now, we reap what we sow, so if you plant something, you get something back. God says uh, that you actually get more back because it's pressed down, shaken together, and running over, and it comes back to you. Giving is a beginning. And I'm thankful that as we have Thanksgiving in our heart, we're starting something. And uh, I know that some people think that, well, you want, you want to start something, but as a Christian, you always want to start something that is a blessing. Giving is, an, is a beginning. Just everything, just everything, you start with thanksgiving. Start by giving thanks. In everything, give thanks. And also, just everything, just everything you start and just everything around you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 5, Paul said, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. There's something about the power of of thanksgiving. It it gives you an environment. Have you ever heard about the carrot, the egg, and the coffee grounds? 
What kind of Christian are you? I want to be one of those coffee ground Christians. So, the environment is what we live in, right? In an environment, we should be thankful. There's an illustration using a carrot, an egg, and coffee grounds. And this person got some hot water and they put first, they had three pots, right? So they put, boiled the water and put a carrot, a raw carrot in one. Put an egg in another pan of boiling water. And the third pan put some coffee grounds. Came back after a few minutes, plucked the carrot out, plucked the egg out and took the third pan with the coffee grounds off the burner and set it to the side. And brought someone and said, "Uh, look at the change that has happened. The carrot, which was hard when it went in, got soft. The egg, which was raw when it went in, got hard. You know, just like the carrot, we can be softened by the things around us. We can even soften our stand on something that's good because of our environment that's around us when things get heated up. Well, that egg got hard and sometimes we can get hardened by our environment around us. It can cause us to get bitter or hateful or resentful. But then the third thing, those coffee grounds, when those coffee grounds went into that water, that boiling water, they just kind of made it all into coffee. The coffee grounds actually changed the environment. And when you're thankful, it just changes everything around you. It provides you. It's almost just like the power of God. It provides you with your own environment. You remember Pigpen from Charlie Brown's and the Peanuts? When he would begin, if you've ever seen the, co- the cartoons, when he began to walk, this dust storm would kind of come up around him. And then he would stop and the the dust storm would settle. Well, Thanksgiving is like a Holy Ghost environment we create around us. You see, the, the environment or the atmosphere around you is the whole mass of air that surrounds the earth. That's what the literal atmosphere is. It's it surrounds you. But the atmosphere is also the surrounding influence or environment. So the atmosphere is what's around you. Metaphorically speaking, you're influence around you. And when astronauts or high-flying pilots climb high into the atmosphere, they have to create their own environment, don't they? Because the air is too thin to breathe. Those climbing Mount Everest, especially astronauts where they, there's no air up there where the astronauts uh, orbit. So they have to have their own source, their own atmosphere of oxygen in order to survive. Do you know that that's true spiritually? When you climb, you have to provide your own atmosphere. What is that atmosphere? Well, it's the power of the Holy Ghost, but just everything and everything give thanks. It's that attitude of thanksgiving. It's that attitude of trusting God. It's an attitude of thanks. It creates our own atmosphere. It changes the environment around you. You know, in this holiday season, if you let someone merge in traffic, watch it change the environment around you. Watch someone else let someone merge. Get really froggy and let two people merge, okay? And uh, you got to let traffic continue, I understand. But just everything 
just everything keeping you open. You see, there's something about thankfulness. It keeps us enjoying the present. And everything give thanks. We don't have to worry about the future when you're giving thanks for the present. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13, it says, For this cause also we thank we God without ceasing. In everything give thanks. Paul said, I'm not a hypocrite, I'm doing it too. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. You know, being thankful keeps us open to the blessings and leadings of God. The Bible says, and we know that all things work together for good. We're we're aware of that that plan. When we keep thanking God, have you ever done that where you just realize, man, my attitude's all messed up. I need to thank God because God is going to work all things together for our good. It's a revelation in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. God, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. God has a purpose. God has a plan. And it said, it's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Have you ever heard someone say, as far as I'm concerned, well, let everybody give thanks as far as God's concerned. And everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. Just everything. Just everything. At the end of the letter is when we read our scripture, it's, in the fifth chapter, chapter of the first letter to the church in Thessalonica. And I remember reading of a man who said a visiting minister would, would come to his house and then at the end of the meal, you know how we usually pray at the beginning of a meal? Give thanks for your food. Well, this minister at the end of the meal, he would offer thanks. And it reminds you of what it says in Deuteronomy. It says, lest when thou hast eaten and art full. And it's skipping down, and thou forget the Lord thy God. You know that if, when, we're, when we're thankful, it keeps us remembering God. And I'm not saying that you should pray at the end of your meal, but, but try it sometime. When you don't have to, when you have your temporal needs met, the Bible says, Just everything, in everything give thanks. Keeping ourselves in a beginning. Keeping ourselves starting something. Keeping the power of God. Creating our own environment of thanks. And the third thing, keeping us open to God. Keeping us open to God. I remember, there's an old old, uh, kind of a, a joke about a gentleman. He's always thanking God. And his neighbor can't stand it. So, the Christian will just come out in the morning and and thank God. He'll thank God when it's good. He'll thank God when it's bad. He'll thank God. And the neighbor came and says, how come you're thanking God? You're you're going through rough times. And the man said, well, I just believe God's going to take care of me. And the neighbor, who's not a Christian, said, but you don't even really have any food in your house. And he said, well, I believe God will provide for me. God loves me and I'm just going to thank him. So the neighbor that doesn't, have a walk with God, says, well, I'm going to play a trick on this, this Christian. And he goes and buys a bunch of food. And then he puts it right on the porch. And 
then goes and hides in the bushes, right? And the, the Christian comes out and looks and begins to inspect the food, all the blessings and all the good stuff in there and, and lifts up their hands and begins to thank God. And that person that doesn't know God comes out of the bushes, points their finger and says, God didn't give you that food. I bought that food. And the Christian doesn't skip a beat. He said, God, I thank you for, for giving me this food and I, and I thank you for having the devil pay for it. And we've all heard that joke before maybe, but do you know that the Christian was thankful when he received the food? But the Christian was thankful before he got the food. And the power of Christ is that when before the blessing comes, we can be thankful because we're trusting that we're starting something because we're trusting that we're creating an environment, an environment, an atmosphere around ourselves of thanksgiving and because we're being open to God, because we're being open to his word, his leading, his guidance, because we're keeping our attitude fresh with our Savior in everything give thanks. And in this attitude, in this uh, season, which can be stressful for some, and everything give thanks, just everything. Just do it like I used to do with ranch dressing. Just put it all over the place and let God bless your Thanksgiving. Let God bless your Christmas and let God stretch into New Year in everything. Give thanks, just everything. God bless you.